Yo guys, what's up? It's James here, and today I'm bringing you guys episode one of this weekly podcast we're trying out called True Mets and Jets Talk, basically a weekly podcast where I talk everything that covers the Jets and the Mets, and uh, it's usually pretty bleak, so let's um, let's get into it. So we're starting off with the Jets, I'll uh, save the... Uh, more inter- um, more brighter stuff for later, uh, but we got to start with the Jets here. The loss to the Dolphins, terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, Adam Gase quit on the team with three minutes to go, didn't want to call any timeouts. Uh, so we were down like 11 with three minutes to go. He could he didn't call any timeouts to even try to score, get try to get the ball back and score, or do anything. To, uh, to try to win. He just completely just quit on the team. They lost to the 0-7 Dolphins. Like, now, now they're 1-7 and they're just as bad as... They're worse than the Dolphins, actually. They got beat by the Dolphins. Now their record is the same as the Dolphins. 1-7. I know that Sam was out for a couple games uh, in the beginning of the year, but he's... The quarterback is regressing. Like, this... It's... It's not good. Uh... You know, Adam Gase, he... I don't know why the Jets decided to hire him. The You know, the ownership, I guess, they they got a call from Peyton Manning. He talked him into, I guess, hiring him. And, uh, you know, they, they chose him over Mike McCarthy, who wanted the job. And it's just, I don't... Adam, Adam Gase, I don't know. Uh, it's just not... He's not a good coach. He's not a good coach in Miami. We saw that for the past three years. I'm counting this. This is his fourth year as a, as a head coach. I'm counting the three years in Miami. They count, and they count to me. So I think this week against the Giants, if, if they end up losing, I mean, I said this last week before they played the Dolphins. If they, beat the, if they lose to the Dolphins, I thought they, they might get rid of Gase. If they lose to the Giants, they they could be getting rid of Gase. Uh, I don't know how Gase can survive losing to the 0-7 Dolphins and then losing to the Giants, who aren't that great of a team either. So that's just not good. The, the Jets' offensive line is absolutely atrocious. Jamal Adams, who's talking all last week, didn't show up too much uh, this past week against the Dolphins. Sam Darnold, when he's under pressure, he cannot just have these giveaway plays. You can't just give up on plays where you just throw the ball up. When there's pressure, you just throw the ball up and just hope that uh, that something good happens. It just goes to the other team. I watch him, he just, like, throw it, just toss it off to the other team because he's getting pressure. That is due to the O-line being terrible. But in the Patriots game, they don't know how to stop a uh, what is what was it cover zero cover zero blitz. You j- just do a halfback screen to Le'Veon Bell. They don't know how to stop that. They're getting killed all game uh, in that game. Darnold, he's seeing ghosts. Gase, the quarterback, is regressing under Todd Bowles. And I'm not saying Todd, I want Todd Bowles in any way uh, back, but. He was at least making a little bit of progress, at least towards the last couple games of the season last year. You know, a lot of people were, you know, had high hopes that he would really make the turn in year two, and we just haven't seen it yet. We've just seen him go backwards, really. 
Uh, you know, aside from the Dallas game, he's really looked he's looked awful in the Patriots game. He looked awful in the Jaguars game, and he did not look good last weekend against the Dolphins. So, you know, the quarterback's regressing. If this keeps up, the coach has got to go, and they've got to they got to make some changes. Though the Jets are just completely they're inept. Who? What kind of franchise? Has a GM go through pick sign a bunch of free agents with 100 million cap space, then can pick the draft with the third pick in the draft, and his third round pick he's not even in the league anymore, and it's what week eight the guy's not even in the league anymore, and he's a third round pick, so that's that was a great job uh, by Mike McCadden, but just it's just terrible, uh, you know. Then they hired Joe Douglas, who Adam Gaze recommended Christopher Johnson hire. And it's just not not good. Over Mike oh just it just doesn't make doesn't make any sense just to get rid of Mike McCagnan uh, after he picked the draft and went through free agency. I mean, yeah, if the season went how it went, McCagnan and Gaze would be out the door, uh you know, as it is anyways, but I feel like they should have just fired Bulls and McCagnan if that's what they were going to do and should have brought in, uh, if they were, you know, Joe Douglas and if they are going to really bring in Adam Gaze and Adam Gaze. But, uh, you know, at least this Joe Douglas guy is supposed to be really good uh, and he's supposed to be able to, you know, he's highly guarded in the league, so he's able to hopefully draft well. Uh, the Jets, what they're really lacking is the drafts, they're terrible. The drafts are terrible. We just traded uh, Leonard Williams, who's apparently a steal of the draft. Yeah, big, big steal of the draft. He he's has not lived up to expectations. If he was picked in like the third or the fourth round, then yeah, you know we'd say okay, he's like that was a solid pick. But he didn't. He had so much expectations, uh, you know, mounted on him when the Jets picked him because he it was. An entire thing, he slid to them in the draft, just like Darnold slid to them in the draft. And uh, I think same with Jamal Adams, he slid to them in the dra- in the draft. And, uh, you know, Darnold was supposed to go one. Leonard Williams, he was supposed to go, I think, in the top five. He went, what did we get him at six, I think? Uh, and he was supposed to go top five. And that was, like, the big steal in the draft. You know, he was one of the – he was projected as, like, the, one of the best players in the draft at the time. And you know he just hasn't—he just has not lived up to expectations. The Jets—they picked Quinn Williams. Uh, you know he got a sack last week. He was completely a uh, wide-open shot at it. So you know, good job by him. We got to see him—you uh, know—progress more. I'm not not giving up on him yet. But uh, you know, there's other guys in the league like Ed Oliver. They've already got a bunch of sacks. Uh, Josh Allen, another guy that the Jets could have grabbed. They could not have grabbed uh, Nick Bosa, but he's another guy who's playing tremendous in his rookie season for the 49ers. Uh, so, yeah, let's get to this uh, this Giants matchup this weekend. This is, this. it's like the battle of the two inept teams of New York. The two, they're terrible. New York football this year is has been... Awful. I think the Giants have like two wins. They lost to the Cowboys last night, like 37 to 18. And then the Jets, they somehow 
beat the Cowboys. I don't know how they did that, but I feel like if they played the Cowboys on, like, say, this coming weekend, I feel like the Cowboys would absolutely crush the Jets. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Giants, you know, they're not... It's a rebuilding year for them. Daniel Jones, in his first year, he turns the ball over, not so much through the air, but more with fumbles. He's got to take care of the ball better. Darnold, he, like I said, he's, he was an interception, well, I didn't say this, but he was an interception machine in college, and he's been an interception, not machine, but he hasn't, this year, the past couple games, he's been kind of a big interception machine. Uh, so that's how he's been losing the ball. He gets hit and sacked a bunch of times. He hasn't really fumbled too much. Uh, so, you know, honestly, I, I don't think the Jets are going to are gonna win this one. I'll just I'll say that flat out. I don't see how the Jets are going to win this one. I just feel like the Giants, they'll, it might be a, it will be a terrible game on both sides. It will be a terrible game probably to the, to the very end it, from on both sides. But I think the Giants will end up coming out on top of the victory. And if that doesn't signal Christopher Johnson, the owner of the Jet, well, the brother, the brother of the owner of the Jets, uh, that doesn't signal him to fire Adam Gaze, who is not, who also I forgot to mention, who was not embarrassed losing to his former team, the the previous. Lee 0-7 Dolphins. He was not embarrassed and says that says that it's the NFL. You don't get embarrassed by this shit. Like, if you're not embarrassed by that loss to the 0-7 Dolphins, like, I am embarrassed as a fan. Uh, I'll say this. I was walking, um, after the Patriots game, I, you know, was walking around the next day with, like, my Jets hat on or, uh, a jet sweatshirt on or something. Some guy looked at me and he he gave me this look. He was and he said something to me. He's like, "Wow, man! Like you, uh, you must be a real diehard fan to be having that on after because the Jets they got blown out like thirty three to nothing that night on Monday Night Football against the Patriots." And I was like, "Yeah." And I just laughed and just walked by. I was just he was he was like in shock that somebody was wearing the. Uh, the sure the next the Jets stuff the next day so yeah so think the Giants are gonna win uh, Adam Gase if the Adam Gase if he doesn't win this game and the Jets don't fire him I don't I don't know <laughs> it's just whew, next week's gonna be crazy if that does not happen I think Adam Gase if they if they don't win this game I think Adam Gase is gonna have to go. I don't care if it's midseason uh, and it's his first year on the job and he hasn't had Sam for a couple weeks. He, the quarterback's regressing, and the number one thing, I wanted the Jets to be playoff contenders this year, but the most important thing is for Darnold to be progressing forward and not backwards. And if he keeps going backwards under Adam Gaze, then Adam Gaze has got to go. So he should. I think he should, they should have... Uh, fired him on the field in, after, in the Miami game, but they didn't do that. So if he loses this game, then they should definitely fire him on the field after the game. 
So let's get on to the bright, a little bit of brighter news, uh, I think, uh, and that is the New York Mets, and they finally end their managerial search after about a month of looking through candidates and deciding who to pick to be the next manager, the 22nd manager of the New York Mets, after Mickey Callaway, who was not very good and would just... His excuses, his, his in-game decisions were terrible, and then his explanations after the game for his in-game uh, decisions were even worse than the decisions. Like, it was just... Mickey Callaway, just like, we just gotta keep fighting, you know, Edwin, Edwin Diaz, oh, Edwin, Edwin Diaz. Terrible. Uh, but yeah, so, Mets name former all-star center fielder for the New York Mets, back from 2005 to 2011, center fielder, and now manager, Carlos Beltran, so... This is very uh, interesting news. Um, I wanted Joe Girardi. Personally, I wanted Joe Girardi. I think a lot of Mets fans did want Joe Girardi. Uh, and then out of the other guys that they were interviewing, um, like Tim Bogart, Derek Shelton, Eduardo Perez, uh, the guy from... Oh, Pat, Pat Murphy... Who else were they interviewing? That, that, that's, that's enough. Um, those guys, I I don't know any of those people. I, you know, and Carlos. I know, Car- I've heard of Carlos. I at least know his name. I know, you know, he's a player for the Mets. And he was my, he was one of my favorite players for the Mets, even though the, uh, the breaking ball in uh, the 06 playoffs. Still one of my, uh, was definitely my first favorite uh, Matt, that's when I first started watching the team back in like 06. So I think that, you know, it's, I think he could be good. I, you know, he could also be bad, but I think there's a lot of things that he, you know, he has a lot of experience in the game. Uh, I think that he's going to automatically, instantly command respect of that clubhouse with the second he walks in because all the players, like, he, he's a borderline, if not a Hall of Fame player. So, you know, the players are automatically going to respect him. And, you know, one of the things I like that he said in his press conference is that he's going to be managing to win every single night. And this past few years with the Mets and Mickey Callaway and these past few managers they've had, well, not, well, mainly Mickey Callaway, it's been, you know, they battled and we're going to go on to the to the next game you know it like it's not it's not a must win i i think beltran with what he was sa- saying is like you know every game you know they're going in with the mindset to win and not that oh we have another game tomorrow but just focus on tonight's game and going in to win. Uh, and I don't know the thing I like is the only team we wanted to manage was the Mets. And as a fan, that uh, does kind of mean something uh, that he did only want to manage the Mets. I did hear uh, he, he only wanted to manage on the East Coast. I heard also did hear he wanted only wanted to manage the Mets. So uh, 
I did hear he could be having Terry Collins as the bench coach. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I would definitely. Um, I would try to find somebody different. Um, get somebody else in the in the dugout with the guys. Uh, but you know, if that's who Beltran chooses, then I'm all for Terry Collins. I like Terry Collins. Thought he was a good manager. Um, so I would have no problems with him being the bench coach. Cespedes, Brody Van Wagen at the uh, Beltran's introductory presser said that he does not know if Cespedes is going to be playing this uh, upcoming season. So the Mets, they've got to operate as if Cespedes is not playing another game for them ever again. Uh, you know, just collect his insurance. And, you know, one thing I've that has been floated out there has been the idea of trading for center fielder uh, Mookie Betts if he's available from the Red Sox offseason. I would be definitely for that. Uh, I think the Mets. I think the Mets have the definitely have the trade chips to get it done. They Dominic Smith. He doesn't really have a place on the roster because of Pete Alonso, but he's a great uh, you know player. He made not great player, but he made a lot of good strides this year, and I think that he's going to really shape into a really good player. So he could be a big. Um, trade ship if they want to trade him to try to get somebody that's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go over the uh, free agents that uh, the Mets could be looking into this offseason in the next week's uh, podcast and throughout the uh, the entire winter. It's we're going to be talking about what can they do to improve the team. Obviously, it's the bullpen. They cannot go... Uh, into next season with relying on Edwin Diaz because he literally caught him and Mickey Callaway combined cost the Mets the season like he blew so many so many big games I remember in the bullpen in general they blew what they blew a, a seven what was it I think it was like a seven to two lead in the ninth and they blew in the game against the Nationals it was it was terrible and you know the Mets. They're gonna have to improve because they've got the now they've got the defending world champs, uh, Washington Nationals in the division, uh, obviously. And the Braves. They won the division last year. The Phillies. They hired Joe Girardi. Uh, the Mets decided they they didn't want to uh, hire him, so it wasn't good enough for Brody Van Wagen and the Mets. They know everything about uh, winning in, Mets and all their championships, so just let them. Uh, skip out on Joe Girardi. But, you know, I do not, not oppose the Beltran hire, again. Uh, but, you know, the Phillies in the division and the Braves and the Nationals, it's going to be a tough division and it's going to be tough to make the uh, the playoffs. I think that they're going to have to squeeze for a wild card, even with a, uh, a, a vastly improved bullpen. They're in a very competitive division, probably one of the best in baseball. Uh so, yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy. If you did, follow for more. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, follow me on SoundCloud. Follow me on all the apps. Uh, <laughs> just follow me on everything. I'll have all the... Uh, Everything to follow me on in the description and all the descriptions and I'll have all the timestamps for the different uh, 
topics when I, um, well, basically when I switch to the Mets and some of the different topics throughout the podcast, I'll have linked in um, every description whether you're watching this on YouTube uh, or one of the uh, streaming uh, platforms that I decided to put it on, uh, then everything will be in the description for you to find. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.